I got a buddy who went to a yard sale and there was this pitching machine. My gut just tells me this is worth something. So he looks it up and they were selling it for 200 bucks, which is usually like way more expensive than anything I'd ever buy at a yard sale. Usually it's like yard sale stuff is sub 50 bucks. So we naturally wills and deals and gets it for like 150, sells it for a thousand dollars and makes 850 bucks off of it. Hey everybody, this is Bob Loddick with CTEM Living. So glad you are back again for another episode. Just so you know what we do here, if you haven't heard me say it enough, it's that we give you practical tips and strategies to put more money in your pocket. And then we also talk about timeless biblical principles and how to manage that money. And so that's what we do on site. That's what we do on our YouTube channel. That's what we do on the podcast. And so this one is extremely practical and it's a really cool way to earn some extra cash that I talk about a good bit, but... I just kind of want to give you a little bit of a case study because it's just amazing. And so basically a good friend of mine, Brian Harris, who I met once I moved to Nashville and we've just become pretty good friends. And he's actually a brilliant entrepreneur and really good at doing something very different than what we're talking about here. But in this interview, what we're talking about is how he paid off 82 grand of debt and did it basically using Saturdays, some of his free time on Saturdays, kind of starting a side gig, a side hustle. Basically, he just went around, he found out how to buy things that he could turn and sell on eBay for a nice profit. And we talk a lot about those really specifically in detail. And so you absolutely don't need to be intimidated by this at all, because this is actually really easy to do. I personally have been selling things on eBay, mostly around my house for probably over a decade now. And it's just so simple. But Brian took it to the next level and really figured out how to make some money from stuff not around his house and, and where to find that and how to find those gems. And so we talk all about that in this episode. So I'm really excited. Uh, so if you need to make any extra cash, if you are trying to pay off your debt, like this is just a great way to do it. So definitely listen in and um, take some notes. We'll try to have some links over at ctime.com forward slash podcast. So you should be able to go in there and find the show notes and find any of the links that we're talking about. But that is all for now. Hope you enjoy this episode and um, we'll see you soon. Brian, thank you so much for taking a few minutes, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Nobody's ever talked to me about this topic and it's actually one of my favorite things to do. Uh, we haven't done any of this stuff in a few years now as our new business is kind of taken off. Uh, this is the eBay stuff. It's kind of taken a, a side roll to it, but it's, it was really fun. We paid off $82,000 in just under four years it was 47 months that's awesome um, we did that so and it was primarily all through buying and selling stuff on ebay so i'll let you kind of ask questions to guide me wherever you want to yeah. go specifically yeah. in that well let's start with that so explain what you did um one of the things i talk about a little bit is kind of this idea of selling junk around your house and and i've done that really successfully and made a lot of different money and you know gotten rid of some stuff that was just cluttering but you took that to the next level. So can you kind of explain what you did? Yeah. So a little backstory. So I'd moved to Nashville. This was 2009. I was working the previous five years. I was working in building material sales or I guess previous seven years. So I was selling at the time, if you were going to build a house, we would be the people that would sell the wood that you would use to build the house. So if you remember back to 2006, seven, eight, nine. Housing kind of sucked, especially in eight and nine. Like that was when the economy started tanking and things yeah. were bad. So me and my wife got married, moved to Nashville. I couldn't find a job in the world I was used to doing. So I was online, just Googled around. I'd heard some people talk about eBay. At the time, I guess Tim Ferriss's book had just came out, but 
somehow or another, I didn't see it for years, which would have probably substantially changed things for me had I known that world existed at the time. So this is yeah. pre-knowing any of that lifestyle stuff or any of that stuff existed. But so I Googled around, found one guy named Skip McGrath, which it'd probably be cool to link that up. I don't know if the guy's still around. I assume he is. Um, and he was selling an ebook for like 15 bucks on a list of things you could buy at yard sales and sell on eBay. Uh, so I bought the book hmm. and literally just went down the book and was like, well, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. I don't care about selling dishes. But a few of the things he had listed was, or one of the things specifically I remember was like vintage electronics. He said, if you had anything that had a tube in it, which means it was made in like 1960s or so, maybe a little bit in the 70s, but it was like really popular in the 60s, he said, buy it. And he gave you kind of a few examples of things that it sold on eBay, like some pictures and stuff. So we just went to a yard sale. We're living in Nashville, fortunately. And most every top 100 U.S. city has decent enough yard sales to do this in. And if not, there's a few other things you can do. Uh, we were living in Nashville, which is like a top 25 city. And there's a few wealthy parts of town. So we just drove, looked up. Uh, there's an app called our Yard Sale Treasure Map. Also, you could use Craigslist. And it just lists out where the yard sales are. We drove to them. The first one we go to. They have this, like, it looked like the picture out of Skip's book. It was like this vintage <laughs> electronics looking thing. And I'm like, whoa, that's like the thing. And I pull up on my phone. I'm like, that's the thing. So I go over there. I literally have no idea what it does. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, well, this looks pretty old. I think this could probably work. And I asked the lady, I was like, how much do you want for this? She's like, I don't care. It's just been sitting in the attic. Just give me five bucks. I'm like, okay, cool. So does it work? And she's like, I think so. So I just, we just buy them. I don't think we even tested them or anything. I wouldn't even know how to test them. And there was like, yeah. Uh, amplifier at the bottom. I don't know what the middle piece was. I don't remember what, maybe a tuner or something. I don't know. And the top piece was this little small box called a multiplexer, whatever that is. Uh, so I go home, list them on eBay. We paid five bucks for them and they sold for a little over $300. Yeah. And that was like, like completely mind blowing. So I then go memorize the whole ebook by every other ebook I could find. And then we just start going around to yard sales and buying and selling stuff. The key for me was, because I don't know what to buy. Like I've taught a few friends how to do this. We have a few friends that are like way bigger junkies in this than we were mm-hmm. ever. But the problem is like you go to a yard sale and you have no idea what's worth something and what isn't worth anything. And I don't want to waste a bunch of money or have a garage full of stuff, which yeah. we've had it many times. You can download the eBay app. And I haven't, I haven't messed with it in a while. I'm sure they have newer versions than what they had when we were using it. But there's and if you go to refining your search. So if you, if you see something at the yard sale... You're like, oh, this kind of looks like it might be worth something. Just type in the name of it to eBay search, hit enter, and then go to refine your results and choose the completed listings field. Yeah. And that'll just show you what it's actually sold for. Yeah. <laughs> so like no other search engine, no other like you have like one of the biggest e-commerce platforms in the world will tell you how much, not that people are listing it for, because you could list the thing for five grand. That matters none. It's what yeah. is it, what are people actually paying? You look at the completed listings at what people have actually bought it for. And if what they bought it for is less than what you're going to buy it for, then that's how you make money. Yep. And now I just have a radar. We did it for like five years straight. So I can go to a yard sale and tell you if there's anything worth buying. And usually within 10 seconds, tell you like what you can make money off of. Just because I've I've done like 5,000 of those searches now. And I've looked yeah. up everything that's been remotely halfway interesting to me. Uh, so now we kind of just have a radar. I don't really have to look up stuff. Although if there's something kind of expensive or... I got a buddy who went to a yard sale. This has been a month or two. I guess it was last fall. And there was this pitching machine. My gut just tells me this is worth something. So he looks it up. And they were selling it for 200 bucks, which is usually like way more expensive than anything I'd ever buy at a yard sale. Usually it's like yard sale stuff is sub 50 bucks and usually sub $10. 
But he looked up his pitching machine and he saw they were going for a grand and they had a list over 200. So he naturally wills and deals and gets it for like 150, sells it for a thousand dollars and makes 850 bucks off of it, you know, yeah. minus a little shipping and that kind of thing. Yeah. I told my wife, we went yard selling this weekend for the first time this season. And uh, I told her, I was like, I want to buy something to sell on eBay today. Like, I haven't sold anything on eBay in forever. And we couldn't find anything. We only went to like three or four and the baby started crying. So we kind of bailed out. But we'll usually like, if we're like hardcore eBay, we'll knock out like 20 to 25 yard sales on a Saturday. And we'll just string them all together on Google Maps and just bam, bam, bam. And you have to get in and out. And it's all about just churning through. Like, you got to get to the, there's going to be of the 20 you go to, there might be four with good stuff to buy. Yeah. Anyway, that's the overall strategy. There's plenty of other stuff we can talk about, but that's uh. It's really fun. Like I've, It's just a game. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I just finished up another round of eBay and Craigslist and just selling off a bunch of stuff around the house we didn't need anymore. And I feel that same way. Like I only sell things that are going to get a certain amount of value. You know, it's like I'm not going to waste my time selling something for five bucks on eBay. It's just not worth my time. But it is fun. And it's fun watching people bid. And it's fun just kind of watching that price rise, especially when you have something that people are going for. So yeah, so it, it's fun. You make some money and you clear clutter out of your house, or in your case, you know, you turn it into a legitimate business. Okay, so let me talk to you about this. So you did this. I mean, wh- were you going on Wednesdays and Saturdays, or both? And if you um, so let's say this, it, say yeah. you go to ten yard sales a week, and you have you know something like this book from Skip McGrath or some other eBooks where they kind of give you some kind of like head start of what to look for. How realistic is it to make a few hundred dollars a month doing this if you flip it on eBay? Oh, I mean, if you're even halfway trying, it's it's extremely doable. Like, I mean, I had a full-time job at the time. I was working 60 hours. I got a buddy who's a CPA currently, works 60 hours a week, has one kid with autism and has a new baby. He yard sells on the weekend and hits the thrift store a couple times a week on his way home. And I was talking to him Sunday at church. He's making $1,500 to $2,000 a week extra. A week. A week on top of what he's doing now. Now, he would be in the, if you were like to have a hardcore meter, like he would be like the eight or nine out of 10. And he's been doing it for five years too. So he's much better at it than he used to be. But yeah, they're trying to save up to buy a house. So he's just been killing it. Like he cranked it up and, you know, sacrifices his garage and or his spare bedroom or something. Cause you got to have, depending on how, if you just want to make a couple hundred bucks a month, like that's, that's like buying five or six things. I mean, that does not take much effort at all, especially if you live in a, top 50, top 100 city. If you okay. live off in the middle of the stick somewhere, it's going to be a little harder. Although flea markets, buying stuff from other people, like there's other strategies you can use there. The yard sale stuff works less as you get into more rural areas, just because there's not many of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. if you live in a top 100 city, like 90% of the people that are watching this do, because most people live in big cities because that's where the people are, Yeah. then you can totally, I mean, a couple hundred bucks in a month would just be easy to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Great. That's, I'm like you, like, I don't want to sell stuff for $5. I don't want to sell a hundred things for $5. I want to sell like three things for 50 bucks a piece. Yeah. That's generally, cause I just hate, I hate all the back end stuff myself, like the packing and shipping. And yeah. like, that's the part I don't like. So I just don't want to do a ton of that. So I would rather just buy one thing for 15 bucks, sell it for 75 and do that three or four times in a weekend. But there would, there'd be times when, I mean, you can add the stuff up as you go. You pay 10 bucks for it. The completed listing is 75. So just come off that a little bit because whatever the biggest completed listing was, you're probably not going to get that much for. But if it sold for 75, you can totally get 60, 50, 60 bucks out of it and just add up in your head as you go. And whatever you get to, however much you want to make, just stop and go sell that stuff and ship it out. What I would discourage people from doing, if it's your first time ever to kind of get into this, don't go buy like a hundred things at yard sales. Like go buy 
five your first time. Yeah. <laughs> List them, ship them, get it done, and then then do it again. Because uh, you don't want to overwhelm yourself, and it can, can be overwhelming taking the pictures and writing the listings and processing it. And you're going to have people that complain because you're not going to do a great job of describing it to begin with, and that kind of stuff. So just start small. But starting small on this stuff could mean you spending 50 bucks and making 500 bucks. I, I yeah. mean, I've done that more times than I can count. One of the big things I look for, two big things that I buy, golf bags and luggage. Really? Those just kill. <laughs> That's so <laughs> one funny. Time, one time I went to Birmingham. We were just visiting friends. We were hardcore on eBay at the time. So they were like, hey, you got to go to this thrift store thing. Like they got a bunch of golf bags in there. And you could buy golf bags for 5 10 15 bucks. You want to look for Titleist, Ping. There's some other brands. Those are the two the two best ones. But you can find like old bag, old stand bags um, that like have the little stand built into them. Yeah. You can buy those for five or ten bucks and sell them for 20, 30, 40 bucks all day long. Any older like vintage Titleist or there's a few other brands. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I haven't done it in a while. Um, you look them up. When you see a golf bag at a yard sale, type it in. Look If it's Dunlap or Wilson, it better just be a really nice one. But you can get like 40-year-old Titleist and ping bags and do really well with them. Anyway, so we were in Birmingham. My friends knew I was doing golf bags a lot. So I go to this thrift store and they have like 400 golf bags. <laughs> Excellent. It's this massive warehouse. I mean, this thing is probably a 100,000 square foot warehouse. And along the edge, up top of their shelf, lining the entire warehouse are all these golf bags. And they're all these vintage golf bags. There's a bunch of crap in there. But I strike a deal with the owner. I was like, hey, I want to buy all of them. And I'll pay you three bucks a golf bag. And I was just eyeballing it. Like, I don't know. I didn't do the ratio. I was just kind of look walk around. I was like, yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff in here. I know the majority of them I could sell for probably 20 bucks, probably 50 or probably 20 or 30% I could sell for 40 to 50 bucks. And the rest I'm probably just going to throw away. So we buy them. We pay like <laughs> 1200 bucks for 400 golf bags, rented a U-Haul. We filled this entire U-Haul up with golf bags, driving back to Nashville. And they were in my garage for two years. Uh, we finally, we finally sold them all, but that, those were the bane of my existence. That's why you don't want to go buy a ton of them. The economics on it work, but if you're doing this part-time, you know, you have a full-time job and your wife doesn't want your garage. She actually wants to be able to park in it. Like don't go buy 400 golf bags, but golf bags work really well. Old motorcycle helmets do the completed listing search on it, but like there's several brands that do really well. And then luggage does extremely well, like Hartman luggage, there's a few other brands, too, that are like, I mean, you can find this stuff. People just have like their mother. Samsonite, stay away from that crap, but slightly higher-end brands. And just if you don't know what the high-end brand is, just every time you see one, search for it on completed listings and see the Hartman stuff. I mean, we'll, buy, we'll pay 5 10 bucks for that. And some of those sell for 100 200 bucks a pop. I found like new Hartman stuff with tags still on it, plastic still around it, that a guy was selling. We've sat two or three of these that people were selling for 20 to 50 bucks. And they, I mean, they retail on the Hartman's website for two to $300. And you can get basically that off eBay for it. Wow. Uh, so those are three things that I look like. I just have, a, we were watching a TV show the other day and then this lady had luggage. It was uh, how to get away with murder. And she had a piece of luggage. It was just a prop in the show. And I was like, that was Hartman luggage. I could see it from a mile away. I bought so many pieces of that stuff. <laughs> Uh, I think That's we hilarious. had a Hartman factory here in Nashville, so I think there's a concentration of yeah. stuff here. But yeah, so yard sales work well. The other thing is thrift stores. Look in your city. This is probably going to be major cities, but look and see if you have a Goodwill outlet. It's not a typical Goodwill thrift store, but they have an outlet. They have some here in Nashville and several other cities I've been to where they just back the semi-truck up. They unload the stuff into these 10 by 10 bins. Like, Bob, have you ever been to one of these before? 
I we had one in St. Louis, but I never went. You got to go to this one. In, it's on Berry Hill Road in Nashville. Really? Dude, it is a true. You just got to go observe people. It's insane. <laughs> they dump all this stuff into these bins, and they just very loosely sort it between like clothes, shoes, home goods, and like every other piece of crap you could possibly imagine. And they'll roll out this gigantic bin. It's probably five feet wide by twenty feet long. They roll it out, and you, you have like everybody's aligning the aisles. And then when they lock the wheels into place, the lady says go, and people just converge on this bin, and they're just like <laughs> digging through, like finding crap. And you pay by the pound, like you don't even pay per item. They just like weigh your stuff, and you pay for it. That's awesome. You can find all kind of stuff there. That, that's a little harder in the rush of things to do completed listing searches. So you can just go around the the thing and see. But thrift shops are a great place to go just to get good at seeing what's what's good and what's not. Yeah. And then when you go to yard sales, that's by far the best bargains. Because people yeah. just want to get rid of crap. So they've done, they have no market intelligence at all. Most of them, you always have your people that are like, well, I paid $50 for this and I'm going to sell it for $45. And I'm, you know, just ignore those folks. Anyway, so those are a few little tips that come in handy for us. Okay. So I'm going to look up the Skip McGrath book. And you mentioned the one app. What was the name of that app again? Uh, Yard Sale Treasure Map. Okay, and there might be some other related similar ones now. Any other kind of tools or resources or things that um, you think are helpful? Uh, I mean, obviously the eBay app, um, which... The eBay app is... I mean, that, the eBay app is everything. If nothing else, go to Yard Sale, look up 20 items of the Yard Sale and do that for the next three weeks and you'll be an expert at it, like yeah. at what's going to sell and what's not. And then just yeah. buy one thing. Just do it around your house first, actually. I like your route of clean up your house. Like go around your house and all the random crap in your house and just look it up and put the listings, find one thing to sell and sell it this week. For me, when I bought something for $5, sold it for 300 even if I had sold it for 100 or 50 like that's yeah. just like that opens your mind. And now you're like, this is legit. This isn't some random dude this talking about work. some yeah. quick stuff. This is literally just buy stuff for less than you're going to sell it for. And with eBay, the nice thing about it versus Amazon or any of the others, they will tell you what people are paying for it, which yeah. is like if they didn't have that, like I probably would have never done it because I wouldn't have taken the risk to buy a bunch of crap not knowing what, it would, what yeah. would happen. So right, ignore right. what other people are selling it for. Look at for what people have actually paid for it. That's a yeah. big, big difference between those two yeah. things. Another example, oh, there's a lady called Lynn Draw, Drell, D-R-A-L-L-E, I think is her name. You can Google that. And she has a book on buying and selling, or she did at the time. This has been five, six years ago. She had a book on buying and selling like plates and dishes and stuff like that. She was active at the time, might, maybe still is, and I was following her a little bit. And she had this book for like 50 bucks on like all the dishware to look for. So I'm like, I don't really want to sell dishes. That's probably a pain to ship. But I just bought the thing. My first yard sale, I paid 50 bucks for the book, went to the yard sale, bought like, I don't know, probably another $50 of dishes. And they were, um, I forget the brand name now, but they were, one, they were just like, here's a picture of what to buy. Go buy that. Went to the yard sale, bought that, and sold it for $250. <laughs> like just literally just following. And I looked, did a completed listing search to make sure it was a good pattern and all that stuff. But I don't know if I ever sold any more dishes after that. But yeah. it just because they're kind of a pain to deal with. But a lot of people like that. Like she built an entire multiple six-figure business off buying and selling dishes at yard sales and thrift stores. That is so crazy. Auctions are another cool place to go. That's a whole other world. But like I, I've been to three or four live, and those are a little harder to do consistently because you got to be there for multiple hours, and it's kind of yeah. a pain. But they're actually they're kind of fun to go to. If you haven't been to one before, just go to one and check it out. But do the completed listing thing. Do not go higher than whatever your threshold is, and definitely go higher than what it sold for on eBay already. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, this is really, really good. So thank you for taking some time sharing. I appreciate it. I'm sure everybody watching will as well. So thanks sure again. Sure thing, brother. 
All right, hope you found that helpful. And if you did, and if you haven't already left us a review over at the iTunes store, we'd really appreciate it. That'll help us out. And if you haven't checked out what we're doing over at YouTube, definitely swing by over there. I'm spending a lot of time creating a lot of super awesome, helpful videos, or at least I think so, that you can check out over there as well. We are just youtube.com forward slash, um, I think it's forward slash C forward slash seed time. I think that's the way it works. But anyway, you can just search for us over there and should be able to find us. And I've gotten a lot of good suggestions from a lot of you on episodes you'd like to hear. So if you have any, please definitely email me, let me know, hit me up over at Twitter, Instagram, wherever, and uh, we can work on getting those done. So hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Be blessed. And uh, I will chat with you soon. Bye.